Hi Spurs people, uh, Steve Perriman again on the Steve Perriman podcast, ably assisted by uh, Howard. Welcome Howard. Hi Steve. Good man. And Tom? Hey Steve. Hey Howard. Good. So we're all happy because we're unbeaten in the league, which is terrific. And um, some good news off the field. Howard, you've um, your son Brett... Brett playing, playing Roy Kent got the Emmy last week for the second year running, which is amazing. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah, there that's you go. good. That's good. But uh, you've started a new job, Tom. So that's going okay. Yeah, very well. Thank you. Very well. Enjoying it. I mean, uh, yeah, miss, missing my old place wasn't looking to to leave, but but you know, it's 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 going well so far. Uh, except I'm meant to be in Turkey right now uh, for a, a work outing over there for a few days. But unfortunately, um, uh, Kerry, my wife, is, uh, is is pretty stricken with COVID this week. So uh, I had to make okay. a last minute last minute call not to go. I couldn't leave the cats or dog in charge. Unfortunately, they're not well trained enough. Um, Big shame. So, yeah, and to- did you both go to the Give Her Our Love, please? Did you both go to the last game, Leicester? Yep. yep. Certainly did. Yeah. And was it as exciting as it looked on television? Well, not the first half. First first half was um there's a, I think the, the the talk at half time was in, in the concourse was pretty negative actually. I think there'd been um yeah, we we we'd started the game reasonably well, but but Leicester were dominating the midfield, looking dangerous every time they they, they came forward and um our counterattacks, which we'd been kind of almost like a bit reliant on so far this season weren't really forming other other than the set pieces which which led to which led to the goals sure um, uh, we'll, we'll talk about them later set pieces because yeah. they're a major part of what we're doing yeah and how had you enjoyed it I enjoyed enjoyed the son's hat trick and obviously enjoyed winning and the rest of it I, i've been around far too long i guess a bit cynical or whatever that i've been in session times when Tottenham had a good run of results and the fans will say well is we're playing well, even though we're not winning. We're winning, even though we're not playing well. So, by the- when we start playing well, it's going to be fantastic. In my experience, it doesn't tend to go that way. It tends to go the other way. Um, so, I think we'd be looking for better, better performances than we've had, even though the results are good. Is it true? I've heard a rumor that Viv is asking us to start the game at half time. <laughs> Correct. Yes. <laughs> okay, so we are a few games in. And things are shaping up. Some, most of you are relatively happy, I would say. Some not so happy. Um, but when you're when you're judging now, your team's going to do through throughout the season. You're you're starting to get clues, even even this early. I know everyone talks about ten games, ten games to sort yourself out. But if we approach it from this way, if I I talk about how you how you judge a team, and some of it is sort of obvious. Um, so I'm going to go through some things. Have we got enough height? Have we got enough pace? Have we got enough football savvy? If we were playing the old Wimbledon team, have we got enough balls? Nerve. Have we got enough belief in each other? A team ethic, morale. 
to sort of protect each other in the game or in the press? Do we have purpose? Have we got a defensive plan? Have we got enough fitness to last the distance? I think this one's obvious. Have we got enough firepower? Is, is there enough goals in the team? Do we know our route to goal? Set pieces for and against. Again, I think we know the answer to that, particularly for. So anything you want to bring up? I mean, could be about discipline, cheap yellow cards, obviously no red cards yet, any of us. Um, anything you want to bring up from what you've seen so far with regard to any of that, Howard, you, you start. Well, as I said, I think um, we've looked like we're not playing well, but we've been getting results. Um, but the, I know we're now in a national, international weekend. But the following weekend, when we come back to play, we go to Arsenal. Yeah, big game. Right, right now, you look at those two. I'm not, I'm not confident. Okay. And Loris, Loris is injured. I hear. Yeah. And of course, maybe uh, although Arsenal have got some players playing abroad uh, mm -hmm. for their international team, so e everyone's got a chance of picking up some injuries, slight or otherwise. Yeah, true. So, um, so yeah, um, have have we got enough? Um... Okay, let's talk set pieces, Tom. You mentioned it earlier. Mm. Set pieces. Do you do you like us? Do you fancy us? I mean. It's, it's it's tricky because Leicester so far this season have been shocking at defending set pieces, so we can't can't use that as a real barometer of how good our set pieces are. But I think throughout the season we've looked more and more confident in terms of what we're looking to do with set pieces, like the the movement, yep. the um, I think that that Kane that Kane header, um, you know, coming so came so quickly after the the penalty as well, which really kind of um, yeah. Helped help the momentum of, of of our early first half performance, but that that short ball to Kuliseski, and who then swings it swings it in left footed has has been done a few times, and yeah, and it's led yeah. to yeah it's led to, led to success on on more than one occasion, and um and you know Dyer's been getting a Dyer's Dyer, Dyer, header was quite reminiscent of his flick from the first game of the season as well. Um, I just think it seems like we look like we have a plan for every set piece at the moment, which you'd which you'd hope would be the case. Now we've hired a a, yeah. a, a man to essentially, you know, look, look after that side of things as a full time yeah. job. Do we um, know anything about him, Howard? This new set piece coach, is, I expect, is Italian, for instance. I presume he is Italian from the name, but uh, mm. other than that, I don't know. I someone he's... said someone said he was part of the international setup under a previous manager. I think when they won the. Uh, Europe, Europe, yeah, uh, cup. Um, yeah, I, um, I, when Dyer scored the header goal, of course, it's his second, and that's not bad on anyone, is it, to get two cold sure. goals so far? Um, but especially if you're a centre back, um, Vivian uh, sent me a message and said, Dyer scores. Steve, explain. <laughs> I think that's coming from, she thinks I'm a bit negative. Maybe you too as well, uh, chaps. A bit negative about Dyer. But what I say about that is that, that when they've been practicing these set pieces, I would say 
you do your practice that adds to your purpose, your purpose of run, your purpose of belief, your purpose of delivery. And if you get all those things right, okay, not the same person every time. It could be Harry coming in on the back post, like you explained. It could be Dyer coming more to the near post. All sorts of different ways, but but you got to be firing purposefully on three or four or five cylinders. And therefore, I okay, I'm linking the two things together. I'm I am a touch negative about Dyer as per his purpose when he's on the ball. And that purpose has been given to him in a set-piece situation and therefore is successful at it. I think he can be more successful on the ball. And uh, the test for me with Dyer, and please, please, Eric, keep scoring goals from set-pieces, is that when we go a goal down, for instance, can you help us raise the tempo of the team? And I think I've said it before on here. The goalkeeper is responsible for raising the tempo by using it quicker. And the spare player at the back should also be responsible for setting the, the new tempo, the up tempo, because we're chasing the game. So um, any comments on that, chaps? No one's agreeing with me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. Dis I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. I think. Um. I think. You know, Romero is the one in that in the defense who who does more of the kind of playing out, dictating the kind of um. Uh, so, so, certainly, certainly, in terms of the kind of quick balls, the the kind of more incisive balls from the back, in terms of how quickly we're going to get the ball up upfield. Certainly, yeah. certainly, like late later last season, earlier this season, he seems to be the one most responsible for that. Uh, mm -hmm. Whereas, whereas Dyer is. More of a kind of battering ram, you know. He's here, there, everywhere, kind of heading it away. Um, I don't, I, I doubt his his direct role or his specific role is to is to you know start start attacks from the back in the same way as Romero's might be, or yeah. even even long long lay looks like he's going to be. Um, yeah, I like kind of I like that type of play. Well. He looks a classy passer of the ball. Yeah. And you have to be careful passing the ball from the back. For instance, uh, the an important goal against Leicester. One of their back players played a straight ball. Mm -hmm. I, I detest square balls, but he played a straight ball into midfield. Yeah. And when it's coming straight at you, you can't really add any momentum to it. You have to sort of wait for the ball. And now the, your, your marker is coming at tempo. And then if he reads it right, then bursts past you and, and gets the ball and goes to score, which was a, a fantastic goal, wasn't it? Bentacle. Lovely finish. Didn't fantastic goal. So, so you know, we don't want... I, I think Eric has upped his consistency. I think he's... What I have said before is, if he's a midfield player and he can certainly pass the ball, I want to see it rather than once a half. I want to see it three or four times a half. He's now tending to do the longer pass to the left wing back or the right wing back instead of this square pass to the other centre backs. So I think that part of his game has improved. And I expect his confidence is improving because, you know, off the back of the two goals, for instance, 
you uh, you you must be up your game. So and um, England recall, and then well, well mentioned, England recall. You think that's um, that's warranted, chaps? Yeah, definitely compared to you know the others in the the, the others who keep getting picked, not naming any names, require. <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> you know he's. I, I, I think I think I think out of, out of all of the options, he he certainly deserves to be in the squad, if not the team. Yeah. And Howard, do you want to talk about our firepower? And I think you might mention Mr. Son here. Mr. Son obviously needs just about a mention. Um, it was an absolute classic situation that, with uh, the striker coming through and scoring a hat trick in thirteen minutes. Um, Wonderful, eh? What great entertainment! Fantastic. What great build-up! The fact he came on the pitch. Yeah. So, so I think we were all worried about our substitutions at one point, weren't we? And then all of a sudden, well, all of a sudden last weekend he's played. He made a number of substitutes, which I think we were all positive and all got straight into the game. Which is... Absolutely, Basuma was positive. I thought when he yeah. came on, I yeah, he was really Wasn't good. He just having that mid that that midfield. I mean, obviously Leicester were chasing the game by that point, but yeah. we definitely solidified. The con- yeah, we took control of the midfield when, when yeah. Suma came on. I thought, and as I've said about Son as well, my um, uh, bought, bought Neddy, my my eight year old, for his first game in about a year, and um, and uh, he's seen Son score a few times before, but we were a lot closer up than he's been before, and he just absolutely loved it. I've never seen him. It's the first time I've seen him go properly nuts celebrating as well at Spurs as well. So um, yeah, I feel like he's fully indoctrinated now. It's all good. That's the football drug, isn't it? That's a, that's a drug that when it starts to get in your blood. It is. I've been dragging along, dragging him along since he was three years old, and um, yeah, not wanting to kind of overdo it, but wanting to make sure that it's just getting planted, you know. And 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 I feel like on Saturday it felt like all that works kind of come to fruition because he was absolutely going nuts for it. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think there's no risk of little Oliver at school or whatever his name no, is. Who's no, no. trying to convince him to support Arsenal, having no. any uh, any joy no. going forward, which I'm very pleased about. Howard, you've got some grandchildren in the same vein. I, I have. My grandson is is always either wearing school uniform or Tottenham gear. Is um, yeah, uh, so he's pretty good. Um, she hasn't been yet, but I'll, I'll probably try sometime this season. Um, Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned before, Howard, that um, we were we weren't necessarily playing great, but we were winning games. Yeah, I thought that was one of the problems against the Portuguese team. Yes. That the game was running down. Looked to all intents and purposes to be a, a sort of bore draw, which wouldn't have been the end of the world having won mm. the first game, would it? And it looked like we didn't want to go for it as such. Yeah. But by not going for it, we pulled them onto us. And we know the, the end result. They scored two late goals. And I'm not sure I'm not sure either team deserved to win that game. But the fact that they were still prepared to go at it in the final minutes meant, yeah, probably they did deserve it. So um, and you meant it could have been the same story against West Ham as well. Because yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. about ten minutes to go, it very much looked like we were made the decision to right. Let's just not lose this game, and yeah. and and then West Ham very nearly won it right at the end mm. um, when they were pushing forward. Um, yeah, I think uh, Jared Bowen whistled one right yes. by the post. Whereas against Sporting, obviously they 
took their chances and um yes we came over nothing so son is off and running if he yeah. had scored three goals so far this season we'd have actually been delighted with him wouldn't we yeah i mean okay that's that's not a harland rate but yep. it's a gabriel it's jesus a, rate it's a good rate isn't it mm-hmm. same as gabriel and, jesus had until the following day and tell me what you thought about the strikes the strikes at goal they were they weren't the, the first two were not the strikes of someone lacking in confidence or perceived to be lacking in confidence were they i mean um yeah the first the first one was uh right in front of us and as soon as he picked it up we just thought i just thought like he's going for it, he's going to sky it he's, he's not in the and then um you just think the way he's been playing this season it just hasn't been happening for him and it just could not have gone more perfectly into the into the top corner and then the second one i don't know if you've seen um, on Twitter, Spurs have done like a little montage of the goal from last season that he scored, overlaid with this one as well, like just on top of each other because they're almost identical. Sure. Um, and then the third one, obviously VAR kind of put paid to the, the celebration a little bit because you're there sure. waiting. But um, yeah, it was um, the first two goals in particular were smashing. How mm-hmm. have you have you seen anyone have the confidence to do that right and left footed with the bend with the in the top corner, in the far post. Yeah. Have you seen that? I, I, I mean, of course, we had great goal scorers. Of course, Martin Jivers, Jimmy Greaves. By the way, Jimmy Greaves um, this week uh, has passed away uh, a year ago, hasn't he? Bless him. God bless him, Jim. Um, and and but there were different types of goals to what Son scores. Yeah. He tends to score from outside the box, doesn't he? Quite a lot. An awful lot. Mm. And it and the West Ham goal, for instance, where he was hunting the goal line down, it was his hunting down that that forced the the West Ham player into the own goal, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And now uh, we could have done with Sonny scoring that goal, couldn't we? But having said that, the fact we had to wait some more weeks, so you got to say that's good management from our man Conte. Yeah, you know the fact he took him out of the heat and brought him on when he did bring him on. Well, did that work or what? Mm, we were just starting to... Que- Some of us were just starting to question him, weren't we, Mr. Yeah. Conte? And you you, you spoke about a half-time, Tom, you know, on the on the concourse. Mm. There was some... There were murmurings, definitely. Bits of dissatisfaction. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's it. I think um, my, my friend Danny said to me that the, the, the best result that he thinks we've had of late was the Portuguese result. Gave us a kick. He thinks that's the kick we needed to 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 burst out of this sort of shell of okay, not playing bad, but we'll we'll get away with it. We'll get away with it. Then all of a sudden the the repercussions after that game must have been such that you know some some feathers were ruffled, which is the manager's job, isn't it? Absolutely. He makes some changes and and uh, the centre back, for instance, didn't play. Yeah. Romero. Romero. Wow. Yeah. I mean, what a miss in the second half as well. The flag was. What, uh, what a miss! Oh God. Um, yeah. I sp- you 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 mentioning about like Son scoring two two great goals with with either with either foot, and I think we've now got two players who can literally. There's, they just don't seem to have a preferred foot. The other one being Perisic, yeah. who who will take corners. Or penalty kicks with his left or his right foot 
as if like one of yeah. them isn't any weak than the mm-hmm. other. I mean, I if have you ever known anything like that in your career, Steve? Like we've got players that you play yeah. alongside who who or at least multiple multiple players in a team who can who 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 play like that. Yeah. I Perisic is an interesting one. Um I asked the question, have we got enough football savvy in the team? Savvy being an understanding of what's needed. Well, that's written all over his face. It's it's like all that experience crammed into one body when he makes decisions to play there or there or what what next. And the same happens at the corner kicks. He when he's approaching that corner kick, he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Exactly. Now, why wouldn't a professional footballer know exactly what he's doing when the opponent can't come within 10 yards of you, the ball doesn't move, etc.? Well, do you know what? I think I think lesser a lesser mentality sort of fluffs under those circumstances. It's sort of too perfectly set up. And by the way, you sort of have to step up a bit, don't you? Off the the track, is it a track? But you have to a slight step up. I'm assuming they've got the same thing at the training ground. Yeah. So it's not a surprise to, to, to make that step. But uh, that man believes that he's going to do it right. And the only, the only way I can describe it is when I'm, when I'm leading a team, be it in Japan or Watford or Brentford or wherever, when we're training indoors or, for instance, outdoors, if I say, come on in, hit the crossbar and we'll go in. As you hit the crossbar, you can go in, have a shower. I'm definitely going to be in the top three because my ability is put under pressure there. <laughs> if I'm supposed to have been a good player, I wouldn't be in the last three, would I? So I, I think that he's, he's at that stage. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly where that ball needs to be put. But by the way, I still come back to the same point. Somebody's got to get there first to cover for the bad one. I don't know how many times I'm going to say that on this podcast, but someone has got to get to the first position. And you know what we did against Wolves? We got to the first position and I think it was Perisic flicked it on. So it wasn't his poor corner kick. He's now got the next job to do. That's savvy. That's savvy. And then somebody comes late on the far post and scores. We haven't mentioned uh, Richarlison yet. Howard, yeah. give, give us some of him. Um, I think we're all enjoying him immensely. Uh, I think the first few games we were concerned about his immaturity and the way he behaves. But since then, he seems to be genuinely really loving it. Um, yeah. And no, no moaning if he's left out, even though he's played well. And yep. He looks a very positive guy for the moment. At the moment, yeah. And he came off for Sonny. Yeah. So I think, I think to be a successful team, you've got to have a team spirit, a team ethic, yeah. a togetherness, uh, a joy when each other are scoring. You don't, yeah. you don't really want the selfish number nine, the centre forward, to say, "Well, I'm unhappy because I haven't scored." Yeah. Surely it's about the group goals that you need to go against the the opposition at the end of the season that make your league 
winners or league runners up or Champions League contenders. But you're not going to do that by a sort of selfishness of, oh, well, I'm not happy because I haven't scored. It's not right. Um, I, I was worried about him on the keepy uppies. I have to say that. Yeah. I uh, I thought there was a leeriness in there. And, um, you know, don't don't give the opponent the, the, the needle for next yeah. time you play against them. Uh, I still come back to the same thing. The most effective thing to do against the opponent is score. Sure. What did he do? Got two headers. Fantastic. Fantastic headers. So it's a bit worrying about Loris. Um, anyone know what it is? Did I read I, it's a kicking muscle? Thigh, thigh injury, I heard, but they seem to say that it's not a major thing. Okay. Um, just having a quick look at the latest. Uh, He's pulled out some saves, by the way, hasn't he? Yeah, made yeah, a great yeah. save the other day. He's been very good this season all round. Very good, um, yeah. But yeah. It's okay to take your chance too many. The but we do have if 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 he isn't yeah. fit, if he isn't fit for Arsenal, then um, the uh, the Gooners will be running scared of Fraser Forster because he, he usually has the game of his life against them. He certainly did last season. Is that right? At Southampton, and he's um he had he's had a couple of good games against them before that as well. But uh, yeah, have I noticed Loris using the ball, the the kick out, the quick kick out to the front? Yeah, yep, I'd say so. In, into sort of space. And it, it always seems my image is Ricarlos and running onto it. Um, that, 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 that's in my image. But mm. um, yeah, again, I come back to it. Certain people in your, in your unit have to keep the tempo up. Okay, not, not for 90 minutes, of course not. But um, so we look fit enough. We can last the yeah. distance. Yeah. That's, that's shown for us. A little bit less Spursy. Yeah, for sure. So have far, but you never have to mention the word. <laughs> Touching word. Uh, discipline. Yeah. Who, who who would give a weak yellow card away? I think Romero's the the one I'll always give. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of waiting. I'm waiting for him to be sent off. He was actually sent off on Conte's first game for two yellows. Yeah. Um, but I'm waiting for him to absolutely chop someone in the league and uh, and get sent off after 20 minutes. Um, yeah. And leave us with, at, at some point. I mean, you'd hope that his overall play would yeah. across the season would outweigh yeah. the the occasional thing like that. But yeah, the other thing I think about the firepower where we are and how it's gone is that throughout the season, the, the people who win the championships or do very very well have got a number of goals scared shared between a few different players. Yes. Sort of, it may, it mean strikers getting through. But you might want your centre-halves to get two or three each a season. It's midfield players to do it. And they're already doing it. Yeah. They're doing it. Hoiberg's yeah. got a couple. Hoiberg already got a couple. already got a couple, hasn't he? Bentecourt. Bentecourt. First goal on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And Skippy's not shown himself yet, of course. No. So he's got longer to get fit and and work his way into the sort of pattern of stuff. And he seems to be very rated by Conte, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Conte's always talking about him, which which I'm pleased about, because when you're out the team, it can be, a you know, not just the disappointment of being injury injury sort of prone, but the, um, the, 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 the thought that it might take you too long to get your confidence back, yeah. especially for a young player. But um, but yeah, we 
it looks like the squad is shaping up. That's yep. what I think. And fullback. I mean, I mean, we've not even yeah, fullbacks. Okay, go on, Howard. Tell uh, us. Pertie is great to have there leading the others, but he's not going to play every game. Sessignon doesn't seem to be learning at all. He seems to forget <laughs> this end. And I think he looks better on the ball. Yeah. I, I think, think he looks better on the ball, more more purposeful on the ball. And then all of a sudden, I'm thinking all these positive things about him. And then the long cross comes in against him, not necessarily crossing the box, but change of play. Cross he the got field. bullied, didn't he? And he got bullied. Mm. Mm. Come on, Sess. Stronger. <laughs> do your weights or do something, you know, mm. build him up, Conte. But, uh, yeah. Are you worried mm-hmm. about the fullbacks, Howard? A little bit assistance doesn't you know, upset me at the weekend. I thought he's going backwards. Um, and I, I'm not sure about this right back position because most fans don't seem to be very keen on that Emerson, but he, he, uh, Conte seems to. Conte seems to be, yeah. Yeah. And of course, we got the uh, Spence waiting yeah. in the wings. That the longer he doesn't play, the higher he goes up in the estimations of the supporters. <laughs> now, I don't know right. if there are. I don't know if these supporters are attending training sessions or or reserve team games or whatever, but um, he's definitely he's definitely going up in their ranking, isn't he? Yeah. I think I, I think the the fact there was a long transfer saga that fight yeah obviously built built him up as well, didn't it? And then it obviously yeah. finally yeah, he finally signed and yeah. um, against Forest he had a, a quite a bright cameo, um, yeah. which. Wets the appetite, but um, I just you, you you've got to imagine that in the coming weeks when we're playing week like twice a week, yeah, that that he's gonna he's gonna get a chance or two. And Kulu, great, he keeps going, keeps going, very good. Have we got enough pace and power in the team? Richarlison, never have too much. Richard, we're enough. Richarlison, yes. Sonny, yeah. when he's confident, yeah. Harry's not quick, but he's he's got an urgency about him when he when he smells the goal, yeah. And Kula, Kula will take you on one for one, yeah. Won't he? He won't get knocked so, off it. He won't get knocked off it, which is I revert back to all those months ago when my Swedish mate said you wouldn't you wouldn't want to smash him. <laughs> he's going to come back at you, and that that's evident, isn't it? Yeah. So, all in all, we're fairly happy. Yeah. Spurs supporters are very worried when we are too happy. As Howard says, <laughs> we've scored too early. Is <laughs> a is a common shout. Um, yeah, I just want to mention some other things. Um, being involved in Exeter City, I can't just sort of wipe them out my memory. Um, very happy that we produce young players, but we also produce young coaches. And I want to say well done to Dan Green. Dan Green has just left Exeter to go to Aston Villa. Um, young lad who got t- who trained with us for four or five years, got turned down at YTS level, um, probably heartbroken then decided to put his energy into playing non-league and coaching and got put on the community scheme and now has worked himself up to 
to join Aston Villa. I'm not saying with the first team, probably with the reserves to start off, but um, but great for him. So I'm delighted with his progress. Um, got a long way to go, mind you, but I'm I'm keeping my eye on you, Dan. And also a very nice story to come out of Exeter. Jay Stansfield has joined Exeter City on loan. Um, young player at the club was sold to Fulham. Uh, appeared as a substitute in one of the early Premiership games this season. Uh, I think because they brought other players in, they decided to let him go on loan back to Exeter City, which is great. And the um, the great story involves Jay's father, Adam Stansfield, was a striker for us, 31 years of age, died of, I think it was stomach cancer. And um, so they reissued the number nine shirt for his son. They bought it out of retirement mm. for his son. So it shows you there's a lot of heart still left mm. in this uh, sometimes cutthroat game. Um, I want to mention a good friend of mine. I don't like mentioning birthdays really on, on this podcast because there'll be a flood of, of requests. But a good friend of mine, Bob, um, today when this comes out will be Wednesday. And it's his birthday, and I want you to thank you all for your efforts to make this podcast viable and coping with my last-minute urgent phone calls and questions uh, to, to, to put me right. Um, not quite last, but Japan. I saw something from Japan the other day. Um, the government are saying that the young people there are not drinking enough. Mm. And that shows itself by not enough tax being paid <laughs> for the for the coffers. Um, so young people in Japan, learn your lesson. Um, and also the other statistic was that there's more people per capita that reach 100 years old in Japan. And I just wondered if the two things okay. married up. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe the possible. alcohol maybe the alcohol has some. Um, uh, some good effects on your body, not not all, always negatively. I'm not encouraging anyone to drink, by the way, certainly not you two. And um, of course, Ozzy and Ricky have been around lately. How good is that to see Ricky? So good. So yeah. good. You were with him, Tom, in Tottenham? Uh, yeah, last Thursday um, at uh, L'Oreal Banking Suites, just across the road from the stadium. Um, it was one of Mickey's Mickey Hazard's Echoes Glory Nights events. So uh, we had Aussie, Ricky, and Glenn uh, come Brilliant. and um, spend. And Tony really, really Galvin, don't and Tony, Gal Tony Sorry, Galvin. Tony Galvin came along as well. Um, and the four of them just bounced off each other so well on stage. And um, and I'd say as well, several people commented on the podcast that night as well. Steve saying how um, oh, well done, how much they enjoy, how much they enjoy right. the podcast. That's Howard's, Howard's been pulled a couple of times at the ground. Yeah. Yeah. been recognized so anyone that wants to join the howard goldstein um fan club send in with your request <laughs> um so i've had i hosted ozzy and ricky down in um bridgewater uh we were raising money for the devonair ambulance and the aortic dissection charitable trust who i'm a uh patient ambassador for and these two chaps i gotta tell you were brilliant i mean brilliant they weren't good they were 
exceptional. And the timing of Ricky in his sort of limited English is amazing. And also had the honour of, of uh, Bob Harris um, yeah. introducing, whispering Bob Harris, introducing um, the charity to the to the 200 odd people that were there. So we had a great night and um, thank you everyone for turning up and supporting us. But Ozzy and Ricky, I've got to tell you, have supported me. I, I like to think I've given something back, by the way. But they've supported almost in the first week when they joined us in 1978. I had a, um, a training open day at Chesham on a Sunday. They probably played a preseason game on the Saturday. On the Sunday was this open day. And so even in their first week, they were supporting my testimonial. When I've opened sports shops, they've supported me and turned up and signed the amount of signatures they did the other night. And I'm sure the same Tom in Tottenham High Road. Yeah, it's nonstop. Signing and signing and signing. Not a, photos, photos and photos and photos. Not a look, not a not a dissent, not just total professionals and extremely funny. They were extremely funny. And uh, the way they bounce off each other, and, and Ozzy said things like, you know, Ricky, Ricky was a great player, and, and you saw Ricky on a certain day. If I'd have been sat with Maradona, Maradona may have said, I want to play like that. I need, I want to play like that. And then other games, he was shit. <laughs> and Ricky would, you're talking about me? Are you my friend? Anyway, so uh, they were great value and thank you chaps. Not that they listen to the podcast, but I'm, I'll probably send it to them. But thank you very much for helping and supporting and raising money for two very <laughs> good, uh, two good charities. So international week, so pressure off. We don't get worried about internationals these days, chaps, do we? No. Nah. Nah. No. It just gets in the get, way, doesn't it? Yeah, it gets in the way, and we we we're only worried about the injuries. Yeah. So if our people are not playing, we're not too worried, are we? Well, we've got a big game coming up afterwards. Yeah, and, some uh, some would call it a big game. I um, would. Mind you, they're looking they're looking not bad, are they? It's going to be a big. We won't name big, them, Howard, will we? Who? <laughs> Those who should not be named. Exactly. Um, but don't forget, they're they're one defeat this season. They, United beaten up. It did, absolutely. Yep. Where well, you think Son's Son's back on form now? Yeah. Ready to be unleashed. Yeah. Man, Man United have made a really good recovery, haven't they? Yeah. From where they were against Brentford, wow. Yeah. They've um, credit to the manager. Yeah. He's, he's the one who's going to get all the stick when they were when they were failing. So I think he's entitled to a G up and a leg up uh, with their upturning form. So, um, so yeah, and of course we our Manchester City game was off. Yeah, and um, yeah, what a what a wonderful lady! I was I was honoured to have met her twice, the Queen, mm. uh, once on the Royal Yacht Britannia, um, when I met eleven members of the royal family, not just mm. me, but invited <laughs> guests, and then she presented me with the MBE, which. Uh, for services to football. So, oh, no. so yeah, thank you very much. 
Okay, troops, let you get to bed. This is a rather late one for us, isn't it? I'm normally in bed by this time. Quarter past ten. Wow. Mm. So uh, thank you very much for your uh, all your efforts again and your opinions and your views. Uh, it wouldn't be the same without you. And I, as much as I thank Ozzy and Ricky, I'm thanking you two for your support as well. So thank you. Come on, you Spurs, and uh, have a good weekend. Not worrying, all of you. Yeah. Up the Spurs. Mm-hmm.